0: Last night, he what did he tweet last night? All is well. All is well. Long story short, Iran's response to the
4: removal of General Soleimani was to send a number of guided missiles into one of our bases in Iraq, killing no one for reasons that we will get into uh, with Mike Lyons, military analyst for CBS News. Mike, an experienced uh, man of the United States Army and um, uh, consultant and writer and thinker, and uh, somebody we always enjoy talking to. Mike, how are you, sir? Hey, good
2: morning, guys. Great to be back with you.
4: So, first of all, your reaction to the attack that took place late yesterday, what do you suppose Iran was thinking when they did what they did?
2: Yeah, all for internal consumption for the Supreme Leader to establish his legitimacy with the population that wanted to see a strike back, they wanted to see something quickly after the funeral had taken place. Um, this was an attack that could have been a lot worse. They could have gone after specifically Americans in Baghdad and, and, and real American military assets. They chose an air base that's well out in the middle of the desert, uh, halfway between uh, Baghdad and the Syrian border, which we're using right now for logistics to support those counter Insurgency troops that are there, Uh, but it's really more of an attack on Iraq uh, in the Anbar province against the Sunnis that live there and then in the north in the Kurds uh, in her I think this was just Iran posturing trying to claim that they're striking back. I don't think they had any intention of hitting Americans or killing Americans, and I think um, we're going to get this off-prem. I think the president's going to power this whole thing down, and, and we'll, we'll take it from here. It's not solved. Uh, they're going to continue to be at war with us, but this line in the sand that's been drawn with strategic deterrence of decapitation, I think, is very solid, and I think that uh, the President still has uh, lots of tools in the toolbox that he has to use them.
0: I'm just curious, how did you react when you first heard the news? Did you assume that right off the bat, or did you think, holy crap, they've lost their minds, now we're in it?
2: Now, actually, I assumed that first, and I had a problem with a lot of anchors and people I was on television with that thought the other thing, and they were trying me to get to go to World War III. Right. I'm like, guys, I'm not going there until I see what happens on the ground, and I know where the, I knew where that air base was. I knew there's nothing out there. There's a lot of desert they could hit. It's, again, very austere. There's nothing there, so I said, yeah, I'm not going there until I find, you know, more proof, and uh, so there was a lot of rush to judgment, I thought, and I tried to stay on the side of, let's just wait to see what the battle damage assessment does, and as we seen now. They've got tremendous capability. That, that's their A-game. Their missile program is their A-game. You know, if they air first decided to fly, they'd have been shot out of the sky instantly, and they don't really have any ground troops. And so that's their A-game. I and mean, They, they played their A-game. They played their A-card. It's over. Now Now they're hoping that the President's going to give them an off-ramp. Let's see.
4: Mike Lyons, on the line, military analyst for CBS News. So, Mike, uh, just as an aside, someday we ought to ply you with a couple of beverages and talk about the state of the American media, which is just ridiculous, but uh, my word's not yours. Um, so I find it significant and also unreported that the, uh, the attack was in a, um, a Sunni area of the country right. and not the Shiite right. area because the internal politics of Iraq right now is the Iranians have the Shiite population, the Shia population, mm-hmm. in more or less a stranglehold because Iraq is full of, of uh, Iranian-backed militias with guns ready to enforce mm-hmm. the Ayatollah's uh, desires.
2: Right. There's thugs with pipes and, and, and small arms that can riot in the streets, and it's exactly right. This this vote that took place with the Iranian parliament, you would think, based on how it's been reported, that it's overwhelming. U.S. forces are out. It's just not the case. The Sunnis didn't vote for it. It did the Kurds to the north. It does show that the factions are fractured inside of Iraq. It's it's a shame all these years after Saddam being gone. Almost a generation, but the bottom line is the fault lines are still there. Um, you know, Pick your term. Chicken's still coming home to roost. That's all taking place inside of Iraq right now, and um, we're not sure if, if it's ever going to get resolved, if they want to live peacefully, like you know, kind of like the Balkans or something, where that's the model where we can kind of whack everybody up and, and figure out we, we're going to keep our boundaries. But I don't think you're going to see U.S. troops there. Let, let me also say one thing. We don't have this big footprint of U.S. troops there. 5,000 troops is nothing. They're, and they're not there in any military formations. We have no tanks. We have no way of waging war inside of Iraq right now. They're there helping the Iraqi security forces.
4: They're teachers, essentially. So, Mike, yeah. one more note on... The uh, parliament, uh, the Iraqi parliament vote uh, the other day, because we had this confirmed by one of our favorite experts on the Middle East. The guy was the Iraqi ambassador to the UN, for goodness sakes. Uh, we had heard mm-hmm. that the Shia lawmakers were afraid for their lives to vote against that right. resolution, and he said that's right. absolutely true.
2: So yeah, that's the state so- of
4: uh, Iraqi politics.
2: Right. And and you know, Donald Trump in his ever glory wants to bring everything to a head and wants to create the tension and his background is real estate. In real estate you gotta make a market to be successful. Well, he's making a conflict here, he's forcing a rock stand, it might not turn out that well. But from the U.S. perspective, again, we have a strategic deterrence now. It's called decapitation. If if we think your fingerprints are on something, we're coming after you, we're going after your leaders. Uh, If you consider the defense ministry in Iran a sacred and holy site, well, guess what? It might be a target uh, if we believe that you're involved with killing Americans in the future.
0: Well, my final comment, a little career advice, you'll get on more CNN shows if you do go to World War III right off Ah! the bat. That's what they're looking for. That's what they want out of somebody.
2: Yeah, no, it was it was unbelievable last night. I went from one show to another about, and I'm saying, guys, you can't say any of those things until you're sure of what happens on the ground. And I'll tell you this: the president wasn't speaking last night. If we if there was bad battle damage assessment, because if we were going to respond, which we would have, we would have put that response in danger. So, right. so again, that's not going to happen. I just it, the the lack of just can't think outside. You know, two inches past your nose today for a click. I don't know. I don't know what they're looking for, but, right. but it was. It's pretty interesting. The
4: commentator's shouting, Why has the president not addressed the people? Oh, uh, w- right. one more thought, Mike, <laughs> that I wanted to address Sorry. because this narrative was widespread in some of the most formerly respected uh, news, outlets, uh, news outlets in America, that the Pentagon planners had come to the president with a number of different options for responding to the Iranian yeah. attacks recently, including yeah. the one jokey one that they knew he wouldn't take, but it was just out there to make the others look less crazy. Is that the way you and, and the folks you served with go about
2: your jobs or went Never. about your it's, jobs? It's, it's no, it's a shame that that kind of stuff gets reported and then it gets moved in the media. As you know, it's just a joke. I, I know General Miley and I know the people at the Joint Chiefs. And the only courses of action that get presented are clear courses of action. There's no straw men. There's nothing in there uh, that says uh, you know anything but serious. This is serious business we're at. We're right here. Wow. And when that kind of stuff propagates, it it, it it makes it seem like it's a clown show wow. at the Pentagon.
3: Wow. So the Pentagon has
2: plans for everything. It's just pathetic. It's I yeah. wish
0: everybody could hear this. That was the front page story on the Sunday New right. York Times. That's the most important yeah. news real estate on planet Earth. And that was their yeah. story. You know,
4: Mike, uh, yeah. somebody I know and love very much who wears a uniform has done that very thing for a living uh, very, very recently. Right. And I've been trying not to explode and go crazy over the notion that. Yeah, folks in that line of work cook up joke proposals just to fool the president. It's disgusting.
2: And I, I watched somebody try to sell it. We should ask the president, what does Hezbollah mean? I, I, I get it. This president is not always well read. I get it. He's through, he's got smart people around him. There are a lot of what's pointed there, I know most of them. Uh, he's got you know enough information. He also has good instinct. He wants he wants he doesn't want war. He wants us out of there. He has good instinct. Let this thing play out. He 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 does make mistakes, but at the, at the end of the day, I think um, we're going down the right path.
0: Well, as FDR said, the key is a first class temperament. I'm not sure he has that, but that that's more important right. than the. oh, uh, well, we got what we got. <laughs>
4: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mike Lyons, military analyst for CBS. Uh, Mike, I'm really glad the folks uh, got to hear what you had to say, so thanks a million. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. You
0: got it. That is astounding. I mean, I assumed that, but to hear him put it that way. So, that New York Times story is just complete BS. Yes. And that was the big story. And then, of course, the Sunday shows react to the New York Times front page story. Well, and
4: and then the Twitterverse uh, repeats it a million times. And people who never seek out any alternate point of view spend the rest of their
0: lives believing it. it. It makes me nuts. New York Times says sources inside the White House were shocked that the president took the option given to him by the generals. That was only given to make the other ones seem more reasonable. Right. is just not the way it works. Well, and of course there was somebody who was shocked. I mean, it's a big place. A lot of people work there. So you found somebody who worked at the White
4: House who said, I couldn't believe he decided to freaking take out the general. Yeah. Well, right. Yeah.
0: We get it. Tell you what, man, the state of our media—it's troubling. It's it's tough for a democracy to uh, to be involved in foreign policy if we're going to get this kind of information and knee and knee jerk reactions.
4: I tell you what, have your friends tune into the Armstrong and Getty Show uh, for the good of the country. Save America to save America. Would it make us fabulously wealthy? I don't know. Maybe. But... <laughs>
0: The point is, it's the right
4: thing to do.
0: (laughs) So, the president's going to speak at some point, and we will bring that to you. I I think he's going to ratchet down, but we'll
3: see. Armstrong and Getty.
4: The Armstrong and Getty
3: Show.
0: Well, oh, the president is going to address the nation. He was supposed to about 20 minutes ago, and whenever he gets around to it, we'll do it. So came across this article, which I thought was interesting. No
4: worry, Mr. President, sir. When you're ready, back to you.
0: Um, I thought this was interesting, and I've got a story to go along with it, if the uh, president allows me the time to tell it. Right. as uh, something I complained about during our two weeks off. Go ahead and complain. It might be good for you, says this article in the New York Times. This sucks and I'm unhappy with what's going on. Might be a mantra to embrace. Hmm. It's a pretty interesting article, actually, in a bunch of different ways. Yeah. Uh, it talks about how um, complaining uh, the way people mo- mostly mean it can be really bad. Ruminating on negative feelings. Um, it leads to c- catastrophizing. Right. Which can actually lead to depression. Making small things seem like big things. and And focusing on them for way too long. Right can actually lead to depression. Right. Uh, the more you do something, this, this is a doctor speaking, the more you do something, the more entrenched that path becomes in your brain and the more you continue to do it. I think that, you know, I first learned that reading a book by the Dalai Lama. It was the first time I ever came across mm. any of that burning pathways in your brain thing. The Dalai Lama's book, um, The Art of Happiness, he talked a lot about that, which is interesting for a spiritual guy to get into the uh, the, 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 the physical part of it. The physiognomy of it you can <laughs> i don't know if
4: you can uh, separate the two really, and he was a thinker and a long hitter, the llama um, anyway,
0: <laughs> but anyway he was he was talking about you know if you if you have positive you know you try to think positive thoughts all the time, you burn those pathways, and it's just easier to think positive thoughts. Same for the negative thoughts, mm-hmm. as this person just said, you get in the habit of complaining all the time, and those those pathways for being angry and complaining are just greased and ready to go. and that's your that's your go to emotion for everything. Mm, I've known those people or anger or whatever it ends up being. And you got to watch out for that. But um it can be a useful tool in bonding and helping us process emotions like stress and frustration. In short, says this expert, yes, it's good to complain, and yes, it's bad to complain, but there's a right way to do it. Ermagerd, back to the, uh, speaking of Eastern philosophies, uh, balance. Complaining is often misused as a word to describe a variety of uh, behaviors. Some are helpful, some are harmful, and you got to get into the distinctions. There are three different kinds of complaining. Venting, problem-solving, and ruminating, otherwise known as dwelling. That last one is uh-huh. the one you really want to stay away from. Uh, you can easily see why venting could have does have. We all know venting has a positive aspects to it, right? I mean, sometimes I do it, and then it's like, okay, I got that done. Now let's go ahead to the problem and what needs to be done here, right? Um, Let it out, um, uh, or or in the problem solving as opposed to the ruminating, uh, and now and so to my story, and I I had this happen, and again, the president's going to speak any moment, so he may interrupt me. We uh, flew United. I can't believe I did it, but I did it. If he interrupts you and you feel the need to vent, just go ahead and do it. Okay. I hate United Airlines, as I've pointed out over the years. you for, made that very clear. For a variety of things they've done to me yes. over the years. <laughs> and yet, they enticed you back into their airplane. Well, that's, that's the practically monopoly that the airlines have. Wherever you're going, there's only one airline, maybe two, that's going the time you want to go. Right. Unless so you're flying what are from
4: D.C. to New York. So
0: what right. are, yeah, so what are you going to do? Right. Anyway, so I'm flying United, and uh, we get there, and we're headed to see Grandma and Grandpa and cousins and presents and all this different sort of stuff, and the kids are so excited, and we have a 45-minute layover that turns into a six-hour layover. Oh. And it was not weather-related. Children enjoy that, though. And, Sitting in and the
4: airport. Oh, of course. Yeah.
0: And uh, it's amazing to me how many sheep will just go along with that. I mean, maybe that's the smart thing to do, but n- nobody complains, and it just seems crazy to me. And I kept my mouth shut. Um, I, I thought, you know, I know, th- th- no point with the kids making this worse by by whatever. But it was clearly, because they-, they mentioned they got the wrong crew for a plane that last night came in, and they had the wrong crew. So it was human error. It wasn't weather. Uh-huh. I mean, it's one thing complaining about what are they gonna do about weather? They can't fly, right. But it was human error. and i and I finally thought, you know, i got I was calm, I thought about it, I went up to the person and I said, I know you got nothing to do with this. I'm not mad at you, but I just would like to comment. I'm a customer. I paid many thousands of dollars for a product, and I'm not getting that product. and it looks like it was human error, a screw up by your company. That's causing me to not get the product I paid many thousands of dollars for. Mm-hmm. What are you gonna do about it? It seems like something should be done about it. I should be yeah. compensated in some way for that, right? Um, <laughs> Did you say it like that, or what are you gonna do? Was it was No, I, oh, I, I, okay. I, 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 and trust me, this does not come to me naturally. <laughs> I worked up to it, and mostly yeah. because she's just, just a nice lady, like in her sixties. She's got nothing right. to do with right. it. Did you at any point have hold of any of her garments? (laughs) Just her hair. I had her by the hair.
4: Not funny. Not funny.
0: Not funny at all. And you know what? They didn't do freaking anything for me. But I thought that's a legitimate complaint, isn't it? Yes, and well put. And I'm surprised more people don't do it. Many thousands of dollars. For a specific thing, and you're not giving it to me, and all you say is, thanks for your patience. Sorry about that. Yeah, sorry about that. Sorry about changing your entire schedule that you paid a ton of money for.
4: But I ordered steaks for everybody at the table, and you just brought us French fries. Sorry about that. Thanks
0: for your patience. Thanks for your patience. Thanks for your understanding. Thanks for your understanding. Yeah,
4: yeah. well, on the back of your ticket, back when there used to be tickets, you used to say, you know, you could get screwed here, and we don't care. But now it says it on the uh, website. So the president is uh, getting closer and closer to delivering his address. We will bring it to you in its entirety uh, in the next segment of the Armstrong and Getty Show. And then our comments. And we will share your thoughts as well if you'd like to text at four one five two nine kftc You will not miss a single presidential syllable.
0: Any chance he uh, does uh, anything other than take tensions down?
4: Of course, yeah, there's a chance. It would surprise me a great deal.
0: Um, We're going to see measured, heavily breathing into the microphone, Trump. The, the variable Serious is, Trump. is if he does a and a Right. Surely he won't. <laughs> surely? No. You're going to say surely. He's not no. going to take questions. No, it can't <laughs> happen. It will not happen. They got the whole uh, retinue there. I mean, he's got uh, the Secretary of Defense is there, and the Vice President and everybody standing by him. State
4: as well, right?
0: So they're, they're making it look like a unified front. More on that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: Armstrong and Getty.
0: So this is what we did for your benefit. We paused Donald Trump so that you could catch him in his entirety. We didn't. We're not going to pretend that we called him and said, could you, "Could you please hold your address so we can take a commercial break and then start it when we come back."
4: We didn't do that. We have the whole thing for you.
0: It's worth mentioning that uh, all the heavyweights are there. This is a very serious, solemn-looking thing. This is. This is not to come out and announce a health care plan or something. He's got a bunch of generals standing behind him with square jaws and stern faces. And cabinet members as well. He emerged from, is that the Oval Office or some office where the sun was shining in and there was
4: a, a, a light shining all around him. He had a halo as he came
0: through this doorways. Know, everybody heard Are angels you? singing or just me, but when he walked out? It's pretty dramatic entrance. But here's the President of the United States.
3: And if they don't, back to you. Okay. That was as great. long as I'm President of the United States... Iran will never be allowed to have a nuclear weapon.
0: Good morning. I think it's worth pausing right there. Just wow. for that's okay. a heck of an opening statement. That was his first sentence. His first sentence is, Iran will never have a nuclear weapon. So right. for anybody who thinks that that's on the table or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Here
3: we go. Please to inform you, the American people should be extremely grateful and happy. No Americans were harmed in last night's attack by the Iranian regime. We suffered no casualties, all of our soldiers are safe, and only minimal damage was sustained at our military bases. Our great American forces are prepared for anything. Iran appears to be standing down, which is a good thing for all parties concerned and a very good thing For the world. No American or Iraqi lives were lost because of the precautions taken, the dispersal of forces, and an early warning system that worked very well. I salute the incredible skill and courage of America's men and women in uniform for far too long, all the way back to 1979, to be exact. Nations have tolerated Iran's destructive and destabilizing behavior in the Middle East and beyond. Those days are over. Iran has been the leading sponsor of terrorism, and their pursuit of nuclear weapons threatens the civilized world. We will never let that happen. Last week, we took decisive action to stop a ruthless terrorist from threatening American lives at my direction the United States military eliminated the world's top terrorist Qasem Soleimani as the head of the Quds Force Soleimani was personally responsible for some of the absolutely worst atrocities he trained terrorist armies including Hezbollah launching terrorist strikes against civilian targets. He fueled bloody civil wars all across the region. He viciously wounded and murdered thousands of U.S. troops, including the planting of roadside bombs that maim and dismember their victims. Soleimani directed the recent attacks on U.S. personnel in Iraq that badly wounded four service members and killed one American and he orchestrated the violent assault on the U.S. Embassy in Baghdad. In recent days, he was planning new attacks on American targets, but we stopped him. Soleimani's hands were drenched in both American and Iranian blood. He should have been terminated long ago. By removing Soleimani, we have sent a powerful message to terrorists, If you value your own life, you will not threaten the lives of our people. As we continue to evaluate options in response to Iranian aggression, the United States will immediately impose additional punishing economic sanctions on the Iranian regime. These powerful sanctions will remain until Iran changes its behavior. In recent months alone, Iran has seized ships in international waters fired an unprovoked strike on Saudi Arabia, and shot down two U.S. drones. Iran's hostilities substantially increased after the foolish Iran nuclear deal was signed in 2013. And they were given $150 billion, not to mention $1.8 billion in cash. Instead of saying thank you to the United States, they chanted death to America. In fact, they chanted death to America the day the agreement was signed. Then Iran went on a terror spree, funded by the money from the deal, and created hell in Yemen, Syria, Lebanon, Afghanistan, and Iraq. The missiles fired last night at us and our allies were paid for with the funds made available by the last administration. The regime also greatly tightened the reins on their own country, even recently killing 1,500 people at the many protests that are taking place all throughout Iran. The very defective JCPOA expires shortly anyway and gives Iran a clear and quick path to nuclear breakout. Iran must abandon its nuclear ambitions and end its support for terrorism. The time has come for the United Kingdom, Germany, France, Russia, and China to recognize this reality. They must now break away from the remnants of the Iran deal, or JCPOA. And we must all work together toward making a deal with Iran— that makes the world a safer and more peaceful place. We must also make a deal that allows Iran to thrive and prosper and take advantage of its enormous untapped potential. Iran can be a great country. Peace and stability cannot prevail in the Middle East as long as Iran continues to foment violence, unrest, hatred and war. The civilized world must send a clear and unified message to the Iranian regime. Your campaign of terror, murder, mayhem will not be tolerated any longer. It will not be allowed to go forward. Today, I am going to ask NATO to become much more involved in the Middle East process. Over the last three years... Under my leadership, our economy is stronger than ever before, and America has achieved energy independence. These historic accomplishments shades our strategic priorities. These are accomplishments that nobody thought were possible. And options in the Middle East became available. We are now the number one producer of oil and natural gas anywhere in the world. We are independent, and we do not need Middle East oil. The American military has been completely rebuilt under my administration at a cost of $2.5 trillion. U.S. armed forces are stronger than ever before. Our missiles are big, powerful, accurate, lethal and fast. Under construction are many hypersonic missiles. The fact that we have this great military and equipment, however, does not mean we have to use it. We do not want to use it. American strength, both military and economic, is the best deterrent. Three months ago, after destroying 100% of ISIS and its territorial caliphate, we killed the savage leader of ISIS, al-Baghdadi who was responsible for so much death, including the mass beheadings of Christians, Muslims, and all who stood in his way. He was a monster. al-Baghdadi was trying again to rebuild the ISIS caliphate and failed. Tens of thousands of ISIS fighters have been killed or captured during my administration. ISIS is a natural enemy of Iran. The destruction of ISIS is good for Iran, and we should work together on this and other shared priorities. Finally, to the people and leaders of Iran, we want you to have a future, and a great future, one that you deserve, one of prosperity at home and harmony with the nations of the world. The United States is ready to embrace peace With all who seek it, I want to thank you, and God bless America. Thank you very much. Thank you.
4: Wow. Interesting on a number of levels there. Okay. Starting with the opening. Yeah. Iran will never have a nuclear weapon under my watch. They won't be allowed to. Uh, The olive branch at the end was very nice, and uh, in the middle was uh, an unequivocal statement that if you come looking for another ass whooping, you're going to get one.
0: Yeah, I liked the um, part about, because this has this uh, bothered me for years, people talking about terrorism, the war on terror, and this, and, and leaving out Iran. Iran mm-hmm. never getting, uh, nobody talking about Iran. They're right. the, they've been the number one exporter of terrorism my entire adult life. Yeah. And he's saying those days are over. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay.
4: You, you know, I absolutely uh, love, it's the, uh, you know, the optimist in me and, and the diplomat in me. I'm a middle child. I try to bring people together. Um, I love the olive branch of peace at the end. I think it's great, and it's also absolutely true. Iran could be an economic powerhouse. Uh, they've got a, a great, educated, hard-working population, the rest of it. They ought to be uh, one of the major economies on People Earth. People
0: love Persian rugs.
4: Right. Great standard of living, the Persian cats. Um, a Great standard of living and, and the rest of it. They could easily be that if they weren't under the thumb of the uh, evil regime that they are. On, on the other hand, for us to get anywhere near that lovely vision of the future, you're going to have to have regime change. It's difficult for me to picture your black-clad supreme leader, whose mandate comes from Allah, turning into some sort of global diplomatic—you uh, know—would-be NATO member. Well, it won't not anytime soon, anyway.
0: So, um, so you got to toss him out. Troda, troda bums out. Now, it's interesting. We'll see how the echo chamber handles that throughout the day. Badly, is my guess. We'll probably talk about it tomorrow. There's a new book coming out that's going to drop like a bomb in terms of something to talk about in America. Oh, do tell. Tell you about that coming up in a little bit. we got a debate in a few days. There's a presidential election about to start really like going with people voting and everything like that. Mm. It's just, it's everything, all these things that are. because it's been so boring lately. Well, everything that's so big is so back burner. Impeachment, presidential elections. Don't have time for them. Sorry. Too much going on. Weird times. Anyway.
4: The Armstrong and Getty Show. Down and Jeopardy held the first round of its greatest of all time tournament tonight. So, of course, Kanye shoved his way in. <laughs> <laughs> Is He's that an a- egomaniac, you see.
0: That already happened, the Jeopardy championship round thing? Uh, day one of the, the tournament happened. So, they're doing two games per day. The total... Uh, number of points winner at the end of each day wins that match. Okay, okay. first person to win three matches wins the grand oh, prize. Right, like the all-time greatest Jeopardy person of all time. Right, I said right. all-time yeah, historical designation. Exactly. Right. Um, Ken Jennings barely won this one by just a couple hundred points. Idiot. Doing points instead Punk. of dollars. Uh, President spoke said more or less what you expects. Uh, there is no escalations.
4: you're not going to get drafted, no World War Three. <laughs> all the stuff on Twitter is ridiculous,
0: as you were, all is well. They missed on purpose, they had no intention of starting uh, starting a dust-up. No. i uh, got a book coming out that's going to get a lot of attention when it does, Charles Murray, who I really like, mostly known for the bell curve, which is misinterpreted by everyone who talks about it, but um, he is a uh, legitimate libertarian. He wrote a, his most recent book we had him on about was about the uh, the income thing, guaranteed income. He's right. a big fan of it. He thinks it'd be better for America and cheaper if everybody got, I forget what it is, everybody gets $1,000 or something like that a month. Yeah, the gang plan. But you eliminate the welfare state. Right. That's Everything else game. goes. But anyway, his new book is Human Diversity, the Biology of Gender, Race, and Class. He's going to take on that whole gender, race thing. Mm. Uh uh, from a scientific standpoint, and I guarantee you, this is going to be hugely controversial. Oh, people are going to go nuts. Well, he got physically assaulted, him and his assistant, trying to speak at a college last year. Remember? He has like,
4: trouble executing his speaking uh, you know, engagements because the little college kids go nuts.
0: Yeah, but this one's going to be
4: huge. They're so brainwashed by their idiot profession. I mean,
0: this is a guy who's decided the opposite of our Iran discussion. He's ramping up it would seem to me, with this book.
4: Yeah, I think he is an old guy who has dedicated his life to finding the truth through science. He's disgusted with the way things are now, and is old enough that he no longer gives any any Fs, if you will.
0: I like the idea of better taking on this whole gender thing um, uh, as, a, as a national conversation, because it's currently... You know, uh, one view you get from Hollywood and the university campuses, and if you say anything, yeah, but anything, it gets ugly fast. Right. So I'm hoping <clears throat> that this gets us into, a, I don't know, a little better territory on that. God, there was a funny one I came across yesterday on this. That I thought was pretty funny. Can I find it? Yeah, here it is. So um, Kylie Jenner has been accused of cultural appropriation because she posted some picture where she had dreadlocks, and that became a huge thing. Yes. She's appropriating somebody else's hairstyle. Yes. Another... Racist hairstyle. Yes. And Titania McGrath, who has a uh, snarky Twitter account, if you've ever followed her, it, it said, white people have no right, in all caps, to culturally appropriate black hairstyles. Clearly defined racial boundaries must be policed, unlike gender, which is totally fluid.
4: Right. Which right. Is, That's a brilliant Twitter yeah, feed. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love that. So we'll, we'll see. We'll talk to Charles Murray when the book comes out and talk about it without fear. Uh, Because I don't care either. I don't care who gets mad. You know what? I tell you what, on the gender thing, um, I'm going to keep this a little vague, but I spoke to a a youngish person um, about how there's the whole I'm trans or whatever thing has become kind of a go-to of a lot of young people if they're unhappy. They think maybe that's the solution. That's why I'm unhappy. That's my I'm troubled. My brain doesn't work quite right. You're saying this or young people this well, you is a to the okay. young person about about that. Um And then a lot of people, they make the transition, whether uh, surgically or or through the hormones or whatever, and they realize, oh, no, that's not it. I'm still uh, full of anxiety, depression, wondering, you know, self-loathing, whatever. Um, Still hate my parents. uh, Right, exactly. I still have the problems I used to have. Now I'm just wearing girls' clothes or whatever. Um, And I was very surprised that this young person did say, yeah, there is definitely a bit of that. And if you are transgender... The whole world of people who want very badly to be enlightened about that stuff, they're young, they're progressive, they don't want to be a hater, their, their intentions are actually quite good, I think. Um, but if you say, I think I'm transgender, there is a rush to support you and glorify you and reinforce you and that sort of thing. To the point that it becomes a push to people. And I was surprised that this very progressive young person I was talking to said, yeah, there is a bit of that. And it reminded me, and it's worth remembering, just how how, how we as a, a species behave sometimes. Do you, have
0: you ever heard the term bug chaser? Yeah, we talked about this years ago.
4: Oh, yeah. my God. During the height of the AIDS epidemic in, um well, in particular in San Francisco, and then obviously it spread everywhere, where people were dying. I mean, there was no treating it, and it was a nightmare. People were dying. Fast and terribly and in huge numbers. There were gay guys who would intentionally get HIV because the minute you were HIV positive, you were surrounded by support and love and you became the special person. It's like a Munchausen uh, syndrome. Um, and, and and I think there's some of that in the whole transgender thing right now. And if you dare to say anything like that, people just go crazy and, and, and yell and scream. Um, I don't, for some reason, they don't go after us much, and if they'd like to, go ahead. Um, but I think there's some of that going on. And I have a feeling Charles Murray, anybody who's uh, going to scream at me for making that point is going to hate that Murray book.
0: I still haven't gotten to the Japanese company that will make you a wearable replica mask of your pet's head. I want one of those immediately. Look at this person with their cat.
4: That's that's, that's a person that looks just like their own cat. That <laughs> but, is, But, but, yeah. but bigger.
1: <laughs> well, obviously bigger. You're a person. Thank you for more.
2: annuity designed for women's unique retirement needs with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. GameBridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at GameBridge.io Visit GameBridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. Hey guys, back to the playground again, huh?